0: Eu
1: danço
0: samba, eu samba Pai, Sou samba, sou samba
1: Já dancei twist até
0: demais Mas não sei, me cansei do calypso Sou danço samba, sou danço samba Pai, 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 Sou samba, sou samba, ba, 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 ba. samba, 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 samba. Hello and good afternoon, everybody. It's a nice hot. Not so much sunny day, but overcast a little bit, but at least we don't have the heat that we had. How are yes. you?
1: It's great to see you, everybody out on in Podcast land. Uh, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, Pam.
0: Oh, thank you. It's all downhill from here.
1: (laughs) I know. I know. Hump day, right?
0: Hump day is right.
1: (laughs) It's been quite a week. Quite a week. Oh,
0: my. Yes, it has been in many ways, in
1: many, many Mm -hmm. ways.
0: And uh, it looks like there's going to be at least a good outcome in one area. Thank God.
1: Yes. Yes, I'm hopeful. I'm very ha- happy that we have uh, Joni, and I see Betty's on as well. Um, ladies, Hi, it's good to Hi, see Betty. you. I was looking forward to our podcast today. It's it's always nice, and the fact that we are doing this on Wednesdays, it kind of is a nice little uh, respite in the crazy of my, my life every week. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind uh-huh. of a nice... It's kind of a nice, happy place in the midst of the... In, 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 midst <laughs> in the midst of all the of craziness? The crazy, in the midst of the <laughs> chaos. <laughs>
0: that is so true. Yes. So, but since we are sitting in the cafe, I just said, it is 5 o'clock here, there, and everywhere. It's margarita yes.
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of buffet. margarita are you having uh
0: Jose Any Cuervo flavors, Gold.
1: or are you going with the just, just a, straight a straight up
0: straight up margarita? Jose Cuervo mm. Gold triple sec and and lime juice and here we go.
1: <laughs> I'll pass you the salt, Pam.
0: Don't use salt, actually.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm a diehard. You, go, you come I to tequila, it. you just shoot it down, and that's it.
1: Oh my god. You don't do
0: many because it will make your clothes fall off. <laughs>
1: That sounds like a story for one of your books. Pam.
0: <laughs> it's true. Oh everybody my gosh. that I everybody I know that gets drunk on tequila will say the same thing.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the great leveler.
0: A level leveler as a, as a, I think who was it? Jimmy Stewart said in um, the Philadelphia Story
1: when, when yeah. he and uh,
0: Catherine Hepburn were drunk by the pool it's a great
1: la that. <laughs> that's right I love that movie <laughs> That is a good movie Esther <laughs> seemed to be on a, a, a movie kick today I
0: saw he was looking at Norman Jewison films Oh wow Yeah with the the night uh, in the heat of the night and um oh what's the one with Topol Fiddler on the Roof, and oh, yeah. what's the other one? I forget, I've seen them all that he mentioned, but I forget what it was. But I was telling him, I said, you know, I love this with the song Tradition, yeah know, tradition. Yeah.
1: Tradition. Tradition. tradition,
0: yeah. Well, I sing that when Isabella's around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gammy, I love it.
0: Stop, Gammy, stop. So,
1: you'll have to show her the movie at some point.
0: Yeah, I say I don't think she'd get the movie too much
1: right. No, not not, um, at, the, not at not at this, this age, age, but when she's a little older. When she's older. But anyway, yeah.
0: So that's one thing I do share with her: any movie I can. And then of course when I yes. watch it, I watch it a hundred times.
1: Yes. Yes. Train Train her in musicals. Train her in the musicals, the classics, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> uh, so. Joni says, "Ha ha, Pam, enjoy, cheers." <laughs> and Pam, Anyways. Betty says, "Pam needs to add that to her book." Of course, of well, course you do.
0: Isabella, my singing. But, <laughs> I,
1: know, I I think she was re- referring to the tequila. Um, yeah, well, I got <laughs> the reference. I had a um, boss
0: one time that um, he was the CEO of our company, and I used to be the quote unquote mom for whatever reason.
1: hmm
0: And there were about seventy of us in this company.
1: I can and, see that.
0: And he um. So I'd have to plan all the, you know the the monthly birthday parties, holiday parties, whatever. And we were standing next to each other singing "Happy Birthday." Now Ray had a, a magnificent voice, tenor voice. He could sing the Irish tenor songs
1: oh, like beautiful. crazy.
0: Yeah. And uh, so I'm singing "Happy Birthday," and he turns to me and says. I can't believe how flat you are and how tone deaf. I was like, "Yeah, well." Nice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thanks, Ray. I can't believe
1: he said that to you. I like
0: him. He was he he was okay, but he was a pain in the ass too. So,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like most CEOs are, he he had a a ten million dollar marketing budget when he worked for AT and T. And he was trying to work with like a $10,000 marketing budget for our company. So, you know.
1: Yeah, trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I haven't, it wasn't quite the same figures, but it was the, the same kind of feeling going from a corporate setting mm-hmm. um, to a nonprofit setting. Mm-hmm. I, I totally get that. <laughs> so, anyway. Completely.
0: But SR told me I should just sing louder. <laughs> I will that, do that. That's right. I'll do that.
1: Make makes your heart sing. Well, literally.
0: Literally, it does. It's good for you too. It mm-hmm. helps reduce your blood pressure.
1: Singing yes, it out does
0: loud. Singing out loud. And
1: <laughs> Betty said maybe Pam and Richard can exchange grandchildren's stories in book four.
0: Now wouldn't that be interesting? Because actually I did ask SR this morning when he came online. I said, How are you? and how are the where are the Emersons? And he responded to me that the Emersons were in Salem's Grove with Richard and a Winky. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. So, Betty, there you go. Johnny says, great answer, SR. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I should just drive up the road to see them. They're not that far from me.
0: I said as long as you're near the river because it was hot. At least if you're near the river, it's going to be a little cooler. Yes.
1: Anyway. Yes. And now that you can actually swim in the Susquehanna River without fear of being contaminated, um, it's totally really totally. they've done a lot. They've done a lot of work on um, cleaning the river, and it's wonderful to see the wildlife has returned. When you see the, the birds and the waterfowl um, coming back, it's uh, it's kind of exciting to know that. Listen, I, um, in, when I those measures in- matter.
0: I lived in Nyack, New York, and in Hastings on Hudson, New York. I was right on the Hudson River, and
1: mm-hmm. both and
0: both places said, "Yeah, you can you can swim here. You can eat the shad. You can." Um, they used to have a crab festival in Nyack every spring, and getting blue claw crabs because you're at the salt. You know you're still in the mm-hmm. salt area of the river. And I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. No. I would not touch it, and I would not swim <laughs> it, even though. Hi, Kaz. Even though they, would, people could do that.
1: Exactly. So, well, know. there are many people who still won't swim in the river, but it's much. It's it's. Better than it was. They've done. They've done a lot of good work. Yeah. Well, I, I thank
0: so. Pete Seeger for what he did with the Hudson River.
1: Mm.
0: In fact, last weekend was the Hudson Great Hudson River Revival, or it's this weekend. Which, oh, nice! Which all the funds go to helping clean up that river. Anywho.
1: So happy Annie. to have uh, Kez on. Mm-hmm. Good to good to see your you in the chat room, mm-hmm. along with Betty and Joni. Yes, <laughs> she's been on oh, holidays, she... meeting up with Susie. <laughs> I know, I know. I saw that picture. It made be so happy. Mm-hmm. I wish we could all get together. I'm still, I, do too. I, I still think we need to really work on um getting some kind of conventions i think is too strong of a word but maybe a maybe a an sr family reunion or some kind of sr meetup or i don't know at the premiere. i I, it, I will definitely at the premiere <laughs> we could do a cruise we, that's we could true. try and do a, a cruise or i don't know and that's true um <laughs> but he said let's not give gabriel any ideas about the lake <laughs> <laughs> hey listen Lake
0: swimming can be fun in, in the right conditions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if he
0: and Julia need hints, which I'm sure he won't need, I'd be more than happy to share.
1: Oh, there could be some great scenes, couldn't there? Oh, there mm. could be. All right, right, SR, Hope you hope you're listening to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> at least the rebroadcast. We're going to uh-huh. give you some give you some great ideas. Great ideas for. Uh, Lake swimming with Julia and uh, (laughs) oh my gosh, we actually need to talk about the announcements, and so we can get into our chapters.
0: We do, we do. So, the Gabriel Inferno podcast is going to be on uh, the twenty fourth, which is Sunday at five pm, and they will be going over chapter four of Gabriel's Redemption. Saturdays at three o'clock Mexico time, and I think that's about four o'clock our New York time.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: El Estaciat de Gabriel is being done by the Trilogia de Gabriel. Uh, Noites in Florencia is here on a little bit of a break, and uh, but they are working with uh, the Judgemento de Gabriel. Uh, Great! And yes, and what I think is really good is this Gabriel Four is now no longer a novel, novella; it is now a full-fledged novel.
1: So happy! So happy about that. We knew it was going to be that way, though, right, ladies? I mean, come on. There's no way you can't you can't just limit it to a novella. Yeah, Yeah, you can't. There's too many stories to tell, and I'm I'm already hoping for a book five. So I'm putting it out there right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that'll be good that'll be good
0: um so we also should be getting some news fairly soon uh, sometime this month or july and there should be more goodness sooner i know that sr is working on getting uh the man in the black suit translated into spanish and portuguese and i believe he's also trying to finish up the roman in spanish and portuguese as well so
1: oh that would be so great people have been waiting and waiting and waiting to have that um in those languages so
0: hopefully he'll be able to announce that fairly soon Mm -hmm. um so just to make sure make sure you're on srs fox down on facebook and you've signed up for his newsletter at com.
1: I'm looking forward to the news. I cannot wait. And uh, I'm looking in the chat room Betty had mentioned that if the lake is clean, she bets Gabriel wouldn't mind swimming in that lake. And uh, Kez agreed with me that she's ready for book. she's she's hoping for a book five. <laughs> mm-hmm. No pressure, SR. No pressure.
0: Well there is a wonderful lake in Connecticut um, uh, where I'm trying to Candlewood Lake. Betty, maybe Mm -hmm. you've heard of that, where you can go and you can picnic and you can swim in the lake, and it's actually very nice. It gets kind of crowded, but it's very nice. They have all kinds of stuff that goes on. So if they can do that in Candlewood Lake, I'm sure that they can find something interesting in Sealands Grove.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Always an adventure in Pennsylvania, that's for sure. That's right. If not, put in a pool. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, As we discussed last week, uh, Chapter 14 was really kind of a a pivotal chapter, Um, and we had some discussion uh, via email with SR about it, and asked him about the fact that since this was a major reveal and uh, strong conflict uh, in that chapter, we asked if he had envisioned this happening during an interview or if it kind of evolved as he wrote and um, he was very forthcoming he said the chapter really flowed he envisioned um, this all happening in La Defense region of Paris um, as the location for the conversation and in fact we will post um, and send out a link that he suggested um, that talks about the region. Um, so you can read for yourself um, what he was initially envisioning. And he said, as you know, there are successive revelations in the novel. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Diana, so good to see you. Hi, Diana. Um, and so there are successive revelations. And from Nicholas's point of view, he's already attracted to Acacia but he's caught in a web of deceit. And in order to ameliorate things, he's trying to be as professional and as open as possible, which is why he involves Madame Bishop and KLH. There would be a lot of witnesses that that in that building and a paper trail. And he they all of these things are things that he hopes Acacia recognizes and appreciates. So, it was great to hear from SR on kind of the way his, his initial reaction and thought was, um, on where this, this pivotal scene occurred. And, uh, we were, Pam and I were just really happy to hear, um, some of his thoughts on that. He also said, um, that his favorite quotation, um, from that chapter was, think of me as Robin Hood in a suit, which... We all loved. I think everybody has that as one of their favorites. I know um, Pam had posted on the fan uh, podcast uh, Twitter feed uh, a really great graphic of that. Yeah. And uh, I I think that really encapsulates um, Nicholas. Um, yeah. yeah you does. know, it's like Nicholas in a soundbite. Mm-hmm. Or at least a part of Nicholas in the soundbite. I think he's, he has a lot more dimensions than just that one. But, um, yeah, I, I, really, I really like that as well. So And that, that so kind all, of
0: leads us into this next chapter, too, when you think about
1: it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it, gave her, it gives Acacia much to think about um, as she's sitting at her desk in the lobby of the hotel, Um, which is where uh, Chapter 15 opens. Um, She's gone through all her tasks that need to be done, uh, made lists for the day shift, and her mind really was wondering. Madame Bishop was quite surprised that she declined Nicholas's offer of employment, and she thought Acacia was foolish, but she accepted it. Mm -hmm. And very diplomatically, as only Acacia could do. She told her that she did not think this was a good fit. Um, But her mind really was churning and wondering. Um, She wondered if Monsieur Casseret, his new identity was actually real or not. And if, you know, this was all a ploy and that Madame Bishop was colluding with him. So she decided she was going to to, um, do a Google search and research him. And as Betty says, it was a good quote, um, but Nicholas is far more interesting. Very true. Very true. Betty. Very true. Um, so as she Googled him, the results were really different, um, demonstrably different than Monsieur Breckman's. Um, as you recall, when she searched for Breckman, there was very, there was very little out there. Um, but in this instance, she found several pictures of him. Younger, unscarred, in a black tie, Um, many photos with a petite blonde by his side, who was identified as a girlfriend. And then in more recent pictures, without the blonde, and his face was bearded. And she was wondering if it had been Nicholas's choice to appear unshaven and scarred when he assumed the identity of Pierre Breckman.
0: You know you wonder that and just for the record when I to do the screenshot of Google with Nicholas Kassarer in it um,
1: yes which was very cool by the way
0: not much came up (laughs) (laughs) a lot of Nicholas's but no Uh Anywho, anyway so she when she clicked on the item she found a news item listed you know Google has all the different little spots that you'll things that you can look for and by the way if you're ever designing a website or anything like that when you put in I found this out a while ago if you put in your meta tags on your either your website or your blog site um you you want to be at what is known as above the fold it, and it's a newspaper term so that you're looking at the front page of a newspaper so you want to make sure that you know you get yourself up top just passing that useless information on you don't you can take her to leave it so anyway she found a um, an article from 2007 that referenced an art theft from the casserer Foundation Museum in colony Switzerland and as she read the article she focused on three lines the, the, and this is a quote the curator of the museum Mademoiselle Riva cassera was attacked during the robbery and died as a result of her injuries she is survived by her parents armand and helene and her brother nicholas i I, i'm you know like when you read something like this i happen to read something about someone i know not too long ago they weren't murdered but it was a pretty shocking article and nonetheless um you know it takes you back and so she's staring at the article in horror
1: Yes, it's it's shocking. I mean, you are in shock when you read something that's that um, traumatic. Yes, yes.
0: And, uh, you know, she says Riva was a beautiful young woman. She had red hair, warm brown eyes, and she had been educated at the Sorbonne and had a devotion in public art education and art therapy. And she had founded a number of scholarships and opened the museum uh, to children's programs which is so neat because I know the art museum in Philadelphia does that in the summertime. They have uh, children's programs that they can go to. Uh, so this is what Nicholas was doing as what he was doing. He She kind of figured out that you know he's, he's doing all this crazy stuff uh, to help to solve his sister's murder because um, you know while art thefts really aren't violent. You know they, they might tie somebody up and they'll have masks right. they'll take out the art but rarely does someone get killed in in such a thing and uh, in in, the, in further search she found an article on the sto- stolen items a Degas and a Monet and they had never been recovered and her murder remained unsolved mm. you know, so you can see where Nicholas is you know, energies are devoted to. So this
1: this this answered so many questions. Yeah. I mean just that passage answered Mm -hmm. so many questions about about Nicholas, about the background, about how how he you know, what he's it, it and it kind of confirmed what he was saying to her at the interview at the
0: interview yeah you know this mm-hmm. is who I am and uh, so she was she but she kept seeing Reva's face and it's sort of haunting her with her smile and uh, she wondered how much of it haunted Nicholas's family as well mm-hmm. you know because you know, it's so painful losing a child I can imagine how he must feel it's a sibling and the, his parents fee, pay, feel losing her and in such a horrible way mm-hmm. um, but she also wondered how far she would go in his quest with little thought for revenge um, but Nicholas was a revelation to her she, she you know, she had learned the truth about him as, as well as the truth about the hotel and I think that upset her a lot too the fact you know that here Marcel gets knocked out and He's in a coma in the hospital, and and uh, you know they're trying you know trying to attack her now, and Marcel is uh, has set up the meeting, and then you know so he she's putting two and two together, and you know just it's Riva Castro. Well, her her violence the violence against her was atypical. Um, it was a common denominator with Nicholas between the hotel and and her.
1: And I, you have to think as well. You know, she's processing all of this and thinking. You know, I'm at this hotel. I'm sitting here at this desk where Marcel used to sit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? What's going on? Like, what's really happening here? Um, am I in danger? You know, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of questions that are unanswered. Um, you know, plus she knows she still has um, the journal. True.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and, and she's, she's, you know, processing all of this. And I, I think, too, it really twists in her brain that the fact that she thought Breckman was in the business of, uh, of taking was, the treasures. Yeah, taking. Mm-hmm. And so it really has to be, you know, you know hard for her to wrap her brain around the fact the f- that it's the the opposite right, <laughs> right. It, I'm you sorry know. I'm laughing now that <laughs> Betty Betty had said and I don't think we mentioned this earlier um, she had said it seems his ex-girlfriends were blondes mm-hmm. and uh, I had joked in the in the chat that it's good news for me and for Joni mm-hmm. and uh, Betty just posted does the boss have a thing for blondes Paulina is blonde, because his ex-girlfriend, and if I remember, um, his ex-lover, Silka was a blonde, too. Mm-hmm. That's really funny. I that's... don't think he does. I actually think mm. he has a thing for brunettes. I'm, and I'm or actually, it, he um... may be a, a fan of all the, all the lovely ladies out there.
0: Because I th- I he writes like
1: a... really strong redheads, you know?
0: Absolutely, absolutely, because mm-hmm. I thought that the other night when I'm putting the notes together, I see Reva's a redhead, let's see, Ava's a redhead,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know, so could there be a redhead
1: somewhere? Has anyone, a- has, everyone, has anyone ever tried to pin him down on that point in a chat room? I'm curious. Betty says he yes, likes he redheads, redheads. Oh, he, he likes, likes women. women. <laughs> well, the I, I, way it, he... The way he writes, um, it appears to be the case, Mm -hmm. most definitely. Mm -hmm. The soul of the poet. Does he have any problem with with
0: a box number 8C hair
1: color? (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So funny. Betty says, I guess that's why the boss and Snarky get along so well. That's true. (laughs) <laughs> this <is> true <laughs>
0: his alter ego <laughs> although, although he says that Gabriel's more like him he's more like Gabriel at any event
1: yes absolutely I would f- bet money on that too
0: as my feet are swelled up our foot actually so anyway so she oh. thought about his overreaction about when you know when she questioned him about that meeting and But she would give Nicholas some props because of his compassion for his loss. And now she also understood why, she, why he traveled so much with security and why he wanted her to quit.
1: And that was really evident, right? I mean, in that whole discussion point, um, you know, he was very, very... Uh, he, he was... Well, you know, she thought he was really... Um, rude and uh, abrasive at his, when he was talking to her about not um, going outside and uh, he it was, it was just um, because it was without context and now she has the context that, but I and don't the think understanding.
0: She, I don't think she totally has the context because I, you know, I have a feeling and I'm sure we'll find out later on where Nicholas has, Developed an attraction, I think, to Acacia, mm-hmm. to a point.
1: But we shall. Well, I and, and and I think that was from day from, from the first time he saw her. I mm-hmm. think he he fancied her. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she intrigued him in some way, um, and was was attracted to her, her her whole being. Mm-hmm. um she, and she
0: seems to have an essence about her
1: yes yes her aura yes right um her vibe uh, 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 that yeah. drew him to her yeah. and i am laughing at betty's uh, comment about he doubt, she doubts He would be able, able Sr would be able to tell the difference between a bottled blonde and a natural blonde. Maybe that's maybe that's a question we should pose to him next week for the podcast.
0: There, there, there's you know, there's this thing that I heard in a James Bond film one time where, Mm -hmm. as long as the collar and the cuffs match.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And, and Joanie agrees um, that Acacia is refreshing. Yes. And actually, I shouldn't say you agree. She raises the point that Acacia is refreshing. Um, and she is. You know, she is, is not your, your typical uh, concierge you would see at a French hotel. She has this mastery of the languages and she has her history, her art history background and um yeah she's 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 quite extraordinary and betty says nicholas was smitten with the cassia from day one he got over (laughs) Silka rather quickly
0: yeah well i don't think there was (laughs) much going on there other than a uh two ships that pass in the night type of relationship yes so
1: i don't even know if i'd call it friends with benefits it'd just be an arrangement
0: an arrangement (laughs) with benefits
1: Right, a mutually beneficial arrangement, right? Exactly, exactly. So Uh, with all of that being said, um, you know, she was musing over the... Akasia was musing about her newfound information for Nicholas. Um, And she's getting ready to leave the hotel. She's still thinking about the brother and sister. Um, I think the news of Reva's death was really... As we mentioned, kind of shocking to her. Uh-huh. And um, she was really kind of deep in thought about about both of them. She changed into her jeans and motorcycle boots. It's the end of the shift. she's ready to go. <laughs> <Velvet> <laughs> <Betty. like affiliates. laughs> Very good <laughs> yes, I, um, that's quite that's quite the affiliation there. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so she's changing into her jeans and motorcycle boots. Um, she's ready to leave. Uh, and I know, especially i both both Pam and I worked in hotels. So I really can visualize uh, when we when I read the scene, I really visualized it because i I can totally see i I could see the scene happening at the hotel where I worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you can get an idea on the ho- at the hotel site, you know. Um, where the SR, where SR was inspired. If you look on the web, on the website, Mm -hmm. um, and I, I can envision this the end of the night, usually, you know, I mean, for me, I had to check out and walk past security before leaving the building. They have all their monitors in front of Mm -hmm. them and, you know, where did the employees come out? you come out into the near an alleyway and you are near the dumpsters i mean it's, it's always
0: near the dumpsters it,
1: it really was when i read that it really spoke to me because I it, I it reminded me of my time when i worked at the hotel
0: yeah we did we didn't have a security but we did have a kitchen that you'd have to walk through the kitchen mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. the employees area had a lounge area just where you could sit and eat yeah and and you and if that door was locked then you had to go through some restaurant that was usually closed during the week
1: right oh yeah but it's always around the dumpsters it's always around the dumpsters it's in the back uh you know in the back side of the hotel you're you're coming in and going out um you know so as not to disturb the guests Mm -hmm. and uh there, she, she was leaving through the service entrance um, and she has parked the car, her motorcycle, behind the dumpster. Um, it was illegally parked, but after persuading security to turn a blind eye to it, um, she uh, was able to park there. And, uh, you know, Nicholas had warned her to be cautious when traveling to and from the hotel. And, you know, she really did not want to end up like Marcel, And she was going to do everything she could to make sure that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as she's walking, uh, you know, she was thinking that she really didn't, she didn't tell Luke about the job interview. Um, But he had kept BRB surveillance to watch over her, of course, because Luke still is crazy about her. Um, And he wants to be the protector Um, so I think she felt a level of comfort because the BRB surveillance was watching over her. Uh And, uh, as she was going to her motorcycle, she looked for the unmarked car, um, but it wasn't there. And it had been there when she went to work that evening, parked in the alley, and it was gone. Um, yes, Betty, it was not a glamorous doorway, um... (laughs) Very, very much no. so. And going into this back alley, um, which can be creepy at different times of the day and night. Um, she was looking t- up the street, hoping it was there. Um, and also in the alley, there was no car anywhere where she was looking. So this is when you start to get the hair prickling in the back of your neck. You're a little nervous because something's not quite right. The <laughs> Yeah. Exactly, the heebie-jeebies, and someone grabbed her from behind, and a hand gripped her throat, and one grabbed her around her waist. It was her worst fears realized. And man, I think he wrote that really well. It it was it was frightening. Um, and like I said, for me, I, I was visualizing the scene because it it was very much something that had been in my reality. And, you know, when I was leaving the hotel at midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, um, it it is one of your worst fears as you're trying to walk out and go safely to your car. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she has this person grabbing her, and she was terrorized. Betty um, is least- that he's <laughs>
0: saying it was pre- premeditated. It, no way was this a coincidence.
1: Absolutely, Betty. You're absolutely right on that. And he asked in French, Where's the book? Oui, les livres. Is that correct? I never took French, so I would defer to you on that. Um, I listened
0: to that line a hundred (laughs) times.
1: So I could get it. (laughs) Where's the book? And relief flowed through her as the sound of the familiar language, French, um, filled her ears. And it wasn't who she feared. Um, Which, as we all know, was something that we had to kind of put in the back of our mind and kind of pocket that piece of info. Because the question then is, who was she afraid of? if she wasn't afraid of this person, that may have been the cause of Marcel's current condition. Betty said she used to work late and had to walk down the streets by herself to the train station and she hated it. Yeah, it's Life. it's very unnerving. Um, and, you know, as a matter of safety, I know we ended up having, uh, security would walk us to our cars. I mean, I have to say we I worked for a very good employer um, and we had the opportunity to have someone walk us to the car um because they wanted to ensure the safety of the employee um poor Acacia, she would panic if i were in her if she was in her place yes betty i i totally agree
0: yeah i had a, I had a good friend who used to work uh, uh like a a four to eleven shift down a, around the world trade towers mm mm-hmm. Manhattan, and and when she would leave she and getting to the train that she had to take to get to Grand Central every night was it used to scare the living hell out of her.
1: Well, I would imagine that part of the city at night and Betty and Pam, correct me if I'm wrong, is probably like ghost town, right? I mean, nobody's down there is my guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, at that time when, when she was there, most definitely, mm-hmm. I, um, I know that and the building that I worked in that I used to have to go down to once or twice a week Mm -hmm. had a big radio station, I'm trying to, um, it was a rap station, Um, I think Wendy O. Williams worked there, Betty, you might know who that Mm. that is, Uh, and some other things, but I I go into work one morning, and there's police all around, because somebody got shot at the radio station.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, and that happened more more than one occasion. You get to a point where you just you get numb to it and you just brush it off, but still,
1: mm-hmm. it's unnerving. Mm-hmm. And I I think the whole this whole this whole scene of the person grabbing her and her being terrorized, and then real real having the fact that he wrote that the relief flowed through her, mm-hmm. um, that. At knowing that it was in French, and the quote is, "He was not who she feared he was." So that is so fascinating, right? It's such a juxtaposition because she's being attacked, Mm -hmm. but she's relieved because the person attacking her is not the person who she thinks she she is. And it's kind of like this real contrast because. You know, it's great it's not who she thought it was, but she's still being attacked. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I thought that was very interesting, the way he set it up. Um, Betty said uh, she used to work near Fifth Avenue, and at 11 p.m., not many people were walking down the street. It can be scary. It can be. It can be, definitely. And um, that's kind of the setting and the situation in which Acacia finds herself in. Um, uh, and Betty said, this made me wonder, who was Acacia afraid of? Which, mm-hmm. of course, it's planting that seed. It's planting that curiosity. It's like, well, I just the- gave you a whole bunch of information to answer your questions about Nicholas, and so now, now let me plant another seed. reading. Yes, let me plant another seed of um, questioning about, well, who who is she afraid of? And why isn't she terrorized? And why isn't she terrified? But we find out momentarily when she drops her backpack and helmet and digs her elbow into the man's side, plowing into his knee with her foot, scraping the sole of her shoe down his shin before stomping on his toes. And he howled and yelled in languages that she could not understand. And she whirled around him and punched him in his throat. Yeah, You go, girl.
0: When I read that paragraph, mm-hmm. it reminded me of that Sandra Bullock movie when she's uh,
1: yes. from, uh, uh, doing her talent for Miss USA Patch. Miss, 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 Miss.
0: It was the Miss USA Patch. Uh,
1: yes, uh, but yeah. the name of the movie is Miss Congeniality. Miss Congeniality, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Joni said that it. was her favorite part. <laughs> 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 we'll talk about girl power, right? And it do, it did remind me of *Miss Congeniality* because she was going through the different steps of how to um, protect yourself if you're being attacked. Um, right. And that that movie's actually fresh in my mind because they've been playing it. *Miss Congeniality*. Yes, it's it's really a funny, well done movie by Sandra Bullock yes. and. Um, they solar were doing, yes, thing, <laughs> S-I-N-G, I forget what it is, shin, instep. No,
0: solar plexus, solar plexus, and G, I don't remember. Nose,
1: groin, and groin. And groin. nose and groin. G is groin. G is groin. Because on this congeniality too, which was actually on TV yesterday, my mother was watching it, um, <laughs> she need uh, Regis filled in in the groin while she was demonstrating Ah. the four steps. So fresh in my mind, (laughs) (laughs) nose and groin. That's right, Betty. So, um, yeah. So Acacia is not a helpless waif, uh, which is why then you kind of understand, okay, she, she can be relieved that it's not the person who is after her because she was able to defend herself quite nicely. And um, when we asked SR um, some of our questions about Chapter 15, uh, Pam asked a great question um, of him. And she yeah. said, was it a coincidence that Anthony Bourdain and Acacia practiced Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Mm-hmm. And I had asked about if he researched any martial arts to write the fight scene. And he, he, he
0: very kindly replied
1: yes yes
0: i i let me pull it up says, was, yes there is a short nod to anthony mm-hmm. ordained with respect to brazilian jiu-jitsu he said he did quite a bit of research in it and once i saw a demonstration of it on one of his programs and he thought it was fascinating so
1: it and it <laughs> it actually was and i um when pam and i were preparing for the show i actually said i I think that's a great question to ask sr because i would not be surprised if that was the case i saw the i saw the episode um i think it was on rio and i remember being transfixed by the Mm jujitsu um it it reminded me of uh dance of choreography and And, and it it, it was it was really powerful and and it was fascinating
0: and for me, it was, I I kind of put the two and two together because after uh, Anthony Bourdain um, died, they, CNN had this whole special remembering him and they mm-hmm. talked about his uh, love of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And, you know, I knew he was into martial arts, but I wasn't, I wasn't sure exactly what it was. So, and it just like, <laughs> duh. Yeah. Uh,
1: It made perfect sense. Yeah. And as Betty said, her brother told me to hit the attacker on the ears or pull the ears or punch the nose and run. And Joni says, I love SR's research. I do too, Joni. And And he has all kinds of research, doesn't he, ladies? Yes,
0: and Kez will attest to this. Research is a good thing.
1: (laughs) Research is a good thing. Yes, it is. Um, A very good thing.
0: Sometimes it brings
1: um, hankies. Oh my gosh, you're too funny. Yes, we'll have to pull out the hankies. Yes. I think think hankies will be in order soon. (laughs) Um, So she just was attacked. She fights off the attacker. Then she heard a man yell in English, get on your bike and get the hell out of here. She turned around and saw Rick, who was Nicholas's bodyguard, running toward her. He was chasing down another man, so she grabbed her backpack and hopped on her motorcycle, carefully watching the men as she started um, to uh, get on the bike and ride away. Rick tackled the man from behind before he could reach Acacia. She revved the engine and took off around the dumpster, racing through the street, weaving in and out of traffic. She was halfway home when she remembered that she left her helmet.
0: I'm so glad she remembered her helmet.
1: <laughs> I know. I know.
0: Um, I I'm just I am just so relieved that I mean, come on, she's big, you know she's going through hell and she's almost she's attacked and she's got somebody yelling at her and then and she's taking off. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have given two cents even for the backpack to be honest with you, unless the journal had been in it.
1: Right. Right. Um, Betty said she that Rick was the last person she expected to see here. Absolutely. And uh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Forget the helmet, just get away. Exactly. Truly. Truly. And she did. I mean, but she held her own. But I think the fact that there was another person coming towards her, um, I think she would have been hard pressed to be fighting off two men. Um, so Rick really came to the rescue there. And, you know, reading that, I thought, well, of course, this makes sense. Um, Nicholas wanted to be extra careful. So he had his security team um, watching her. So ending that chapter as she as she's driving away, I just thought that's really interesting that he, you know, for me, I thought it was his sense of duty, um, his sense of responsibility. Um, because he couldn't save his sister he has to save anybody else who's in the path of harm it is kind of how I interpreted it
0: yeah I just I just found it interesting when I first read it because you know first of all and I, I, I'll repeat myself I'm sure um, that I didn't realize that Nicholas and Pierre were the same people Right, and I, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, "Who the hell is Pierre Breckman?" And was I first started reading the book, and then I got to last week's chapter, and we find out, or or the week prior to that, a chapter prior to that, we find out it's Nicholas. So I'm like, Ugh Now you're wondering, you know, why is he so concerned with her safety? I mean, he
1: mm-hmm. he
0: knows something because of Marcel, but with her, why, you know. I don't know. I just, I just found that odd that he was protecting her. You know, you Absolutely. At Absolutely. You know, so now that you know that there's a little hint of something going on there that maybe, maybe, you know, it'll come out. But for right now, it was still a little bit confusing for me in the beginning.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot to take in, but I, I think that's why we like SR's writing. You know, it's, it's, he, he can be very descriptive. He can be very, he, he really develops the storyline. He really, um, puts great time and effort into the characters and character development. Uh Um, And I also think I, you know, I I gave this some thought as I was rereading some of the chapters. Um, And I think I may have confessed last week that I was preparing for one chapter and I kind of just kept reading on and on because I get so sucked into this book. Um, But this book is this book is a different take than Gabriel. Right. I mean, uh, this is very action oriented um, whereas Gabriel has more time to ref- has more kind of self-reflection um, and I just I think they're both so good it, it just shows different uh, yeah. a, a different aspects of SR's writing
0: there are there are a lot of different aspects to that and it just, Even if you look at the Florentine series as as compared to the Gabriel series or even this one, there's so much, um, there was a a lot of action in the Florentine series because you have the vampires fighting everybody, you know, fighting each other Mm and that kind of stuff. But you don't have the action like that in Gabriel. Right. Other kinds of action in the
1: Gabriel series. Yes, there's plenty Not of action. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> there, there's plenty of action in Gabriel, the Gabriel series. <laughs> it's just different kind of action. That's it's a different great. kind of movement. There's a different kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just very different storylines. Yeah, and and um, And, and Betty says lots of drama and action, like a TV show. Yes. Yes.
0: Or a movie. Yeah.
1: Or a movie exactly <laughs> or a series that could appear on Netflix
0: or HBO or Starz or HBO
1: or Stars, <laughs> <laughs> or Showtime
0: or Showtime, or, Epics or <laughs> the
1: yes. movie channel or
0: where we could get Please.
1: Down, down the line <laughs> <laughs> oh Betty says gosh. unless we make Gabriel and Paul fight in a cage well Betty maybe that's part of the I floor
0: I don't think Julia <laughs> would allow that to happen
1: no, no.
0: Not with her
1: Dante, <laughs> and not with her Gabriel. Yes, Kez says there was the scene where Gabriel hit Simon. She loved that. True. True. This is true. Yeah, I I didn't say there wasn't any physical action, but there tends to be a lot more. It's it, there is more physicality in uh, in this. There's just a lot of plot activity, um, yes. a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of pieces of a puzzle to put together here, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Betty says, that was fun. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, it was fun watching Simon get the, the, the uh, poop beat out of him.
1: It was... Uh, that was, epic, that was an epic. Scene. That was an epic saint. That I know I'm professing my love of that book. I just love that series. I do. They're all Sorry. so good. I, they are. I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait till he comes up with another one.
0: Another series?
1: Yeah Another, book? another series. We'll see what comes and another through. book. Mm-hmm. He has a great imagination, so that and he he's very thoughtful and they're t- t- we learn so much. It's very didactic in a lot of ways and mm-hmm. incredibly interesting. So I cannot well, wait.
0: I also love a man who loves vocabulary. Yes. Okay. And I, um, <laughs> I was um, reading his email uh, about the, the past chapters, and there was a word in there that I actually had to look up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved that.
1: Okay.
0: I was like, what now? Who, what, the where, the what, the when, the how?
1: Well, and that's is, a writer for you.
0: Yes, and the word is, I have to find it. Um... Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, I I was going to say as you're looking for it I can share that uh, Betty mentioned that the man in the black suit is like a clock there are many pieces that move at the same time and Joni says she loves the writing style and has had a hard time reading new books Joni I agree with you on that Um, you kind of have to shift your expectations when you read other authors um because let me tell you, I adore. There are many, many, many authors that I adore and love, um, for various different reasons. Um, but I haven't come across anyone with the same type of style of SR.
0: No, it's definitely.
1: So different. I wasn't sure if Deborah. I I for sure f- Deborah Harkness. I just... Pam, I haven't read Deborah Harkness. I don't. I didn't know if she comes close because of she the does. She, she's the, got... the research and the you know the deep attention she, to detail
0: yes she does she has this um yeah her obviously she's a history professor mm-hmm. at USC and so she and she teaches Now, I don't know whether she's on a break from teaching right now or not because she's got she's been promoting uh this one book and her next one Times Convert comes out in September plus she's got the TV series that's coming up and that's mm-hmm definitely set for great britain i'm hoping since it's a usa origin that will come to some channel here the states yeah and she she doesn't want to give out any information on that yet because she just doesn't know right. so um but anyway i am looking for that word and i can't find the email that i've got a whole bunch of emails from you and I'm, I'm looking through it and i don't find it but i think it was um amma something or other and i wrote it i did write it down I knew it. <laughs> smarty pants, smarty pants,
1: smarty pants. Um, kez mentions that SR sets a benchmark, and I yes, agree. He does.
0: Yes, he does. Um, here it is: ameliorate.
1: ameliorate. Ameliorate. Yes. 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 I just love his use of language. You know, Always good. Which Always I think good. is why we're all sitting here um, on a Wednesday talking about his mm-hmm. his book. It's really it's just great. I'm excited that we have new books to look forward to. I'm excited about the new translations, especially for our Spanish and Portuguese friends. Yes. Um, and I'm just thankful. Again, I'm just thankful to have this time with you guys, which I guess is my SR affirmation of the HR week.
0: affirmation. Yeah. It's not so much connected Uh, with SR, but I am very thankful that somebody signed, I won't say who, signed an executive order today, not separating families. So, thank God for that. Thank God for that. Yes. Anyhow.
1: Definitely.
0: uh, So, next week, we will be back on the 27th. And the 27th would actually be my 36th wedding anniversary if I was, my husband was still alive.
1: Oh my goodness, 37th. mm
0: Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, it was a fun time by all. It was uh, (laughs) also the last time I saw Bruce Springsteen. No, it wasn't the last time I saw Springsteen. I saw him after that. Never mind. Uh, In concert. Really? (laughs) Yeah, at Madison Square Garden. He played that night. I'd gotten tickets, and uh, I was two rows from the ceiling of Madison Square Garden. <laughs> so when you looked at hey. Bruce, he was, he was about a half an inch big. So anyhow.
1: It doesn't matter. You were in the building.
0: I was in the building. Bruce was in the building, and I took my son and his then-girlfriend at the time and his then-girlfriend's mother. And because, uh, uh, you know, my biggest dream when I was, I guess I was about... 26 27 26. Mm-hmm. Um, I had seen Bruce at a con- another Madison Square Garden concert. It was when he the river album came out and my friend Susanna and I went down. It was right after Thanksgiving and we were we were in a row it wasn't we had we had good decent seats. we were about halfway we were on one of the sides but we were about halfway down the from the stage. And um, there was a father with two of his kids there. And they were all getting into it, all grooving to it and everything. And I was like, I looked at those kids and I looked at that father and I said, if I ever, ever have kids, I have to do this with them. Mm -hmm. So I did. I took my son.
1: I love it. Yeah. I love it. it. And Betty said, you were there with Bruce's? Bruce, that's all that matters. And now that's you'll be closer right. to Bruce than before. Oh, my
0: God, I am so psyched on that. It's less than a you month away. You are less than a
1: month away.
0: Yes, yes. Bruce that's on amazing. Broadway. So I am very psyched on that. Very psyched. I remember Thank seeing you. him one night, and I was, there. New York used to have a club called The Bottom Line. It was down in the Bowery somewhere. And um, I remember going with some friends to see Nils Lofgren at the bottom line and two comes jumping on stage but bruce and that was very cool too because that that was a very small venue so anyhow <laughs> if people can't tell i am a bruce fan <laughs> i bruce love stalker it. bruce stalker no although i have been to the stone pony and the wonder bar and
1: uh, i would like yeah. to do that i just think that would be I would have liked to have gone to see all the the venues and the haunts. It's fun. Yeah. Um, And I need to get a mani-pedi and do my hair.
0: Oh, I do, my roots do need touching. (laughs) uh, You know, it it doesn't look like a number 8C box on top of my head. It looks more like salt, pepper, and
1: blonde. (laughs) 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 Anyhow. I love it. I love it. So,
0: like I said, we'll be back next week.
1: On yes, the 27th. yes, we will be uh, June 27th. We'll be going over chapter 16, and then the following week, as you yeah. know, um, we will be on hiatus because it is the Fourth of July. Fourth of July. July Fourth we'll falls be. on a Wednesday, friends. In case you haven't looked ahead of the time, and I know Keza it doesn't mean anything really for you. <laughs> um, actually. But for U.S., it's a holiday, so um, we will be Bye, babe. taking off of that,
0: yeah, so that day. We'll be, we'll be looking at, uh, I'll be looking at um, fireworks on my porch because I can see them from the man's center when they go off. And,
1: and I, I will be in I Yellowstone. Wanna... I'll be in Yellowstone National Park on my I'm Western so Adventure. I'm so jealous. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I'm starting to get excited. It's hard to even uh, think about it because I've been in knee-deep in things, but I'm starting to get excited. Tess says I, I know it's big for you ladies in the US. She will be thinking of us. Thank you. I'm just so happy you were able to join us today. Yes. On in your, the middle and on of the your week. way to
0: work and on your way to work, getting ready for work, too.
1: Yes. That's big. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely.
0: And Betty will be at the beach, hopefully with Paul.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, and Joni will be in Rehoboth. Rehoboth Beach at a concert. Oh, I love Rehoboth Beach. Joni, my aunt lives in Lewis, I go visit her. Mm-hmm. I. It's a beautiful area. Beautiful part of the country. So. That'll be wonderful. Enjoy.
0: Yes, most definitely. And mm-hmm. uh, so, anyway, so everybody, we hope you have had a... Enjoyed the show, and we, as I said, we'll be back next week. So I'm going to leave you with a little Gerberto Santa Rosa.
1: And mm-hmm. <laughs> Love him.
0: Mm-hmm. So that, and it's uh, whatever. <laughs> Deal. <D-L-O. laughs>
1: Have a wonderful week, everybody. Thanks for joining us.
0: <laughs> Bye.